A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yes, here we go. What I guess we've got Scotland's number one and Craig Gordon's snooker partner. <laughs> Hi, Davey Marshall. What is happening? Good, mate. You all right? Uh-huh, good. Thanks for coming on. Mate, get yourself back. Get the balls out, whatever you like. Get the balls out. No, in fact, didn't get the balls out. I've seen the size of them. Um, as I said, Scotland number one. You must be worried about the competition behind you. Aye, of no, course. Lynn Kyle. Kev Kyle's missus. Oh. <laughs> Big Kyle, man. I've heard some of that stuff on the, on the podcast and... Ah, uh, he gets a bit of pelters for that, doesn't he? Oh, mate, unbelievable, honestly. Um, here's a question for you. For Scotland to qualify, would you get your eyebrows like Jim Leighton? <laughs> the whole Vaseline? Um, aye, how would they end to qualify, mate? To you think sure. we will qualify? I know, if the games go ahead, you think we will qualify? I think we've got a very good chance. I mean, uh, oh, the gaffer coming in, it was a tough start with the, the games we had. Um, but I think when you look at the players now, we've got like McTominay, McGinn. I think, honestly, the next few years, obviously, the boy Billy Gilmore's come through as well. So I think it's... Future looks brilliant. Um, it's tough right now because well, obviously the the second game's away if we go and beat Israel. But honestly, I, I think we got a really good chance. There we go, buzzing mate. Uh, strongest wrist in Scotland. Uh, how'd you get him? Can't say, mate. <laughs> right, back to the start, mate. Uh, how do you get into being a goalie? You shout at field uh, here. <laughs> I used to play at field for the school all the time. Um, Aidan McGee's dad was your teacher. He was I, uh, English teacher for. Definitely two years, might have been my full four years of high school to be fair, right, St Andrews. Oh. Um, but I, I think I played football at the time with my older brother, so it was probably one of the ones that I could play it full for a wee bit and then they'd be like, oh, go, on, go on and go, Rima. Um, wee man, wee, 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 um, Well, because I was playing with my big brother right, and his yeah. mates, you know what I mean? So it was like, uh, I, I was nine and ten, they were probably fourteen. Um, and then I, I just love goalkeeping, mate, to be fair, and then I got a a trial with Celtic um, and went there and then just loved it mate just what, did you love, what did you love about it? what did you love about goalkeeping? Um, I don't know it was just different mate I, I don't know I just enjoyed it I was naturally quite good at it um, and then when I went for a, a trial um, as I say it was, I just thought oh, I actually got half a chance here so really enjoyed it who, who picked you up for Celtic? Uh, I actually answered a um, article in the Evening Times. It was no like, way. Uh, it was just like, uh, it was, at the time it was, there was no pro youth in that. Right. So it was at Celtic Boys Club. So it was just uh, trials. Um, Do not remember the wee school at Celtic Park at London Road? Uh-huh. Primary school. So it was just a trial in there. And the Evening Times phoned up, went in there, and there was like 3.8 million kids <laughs> for a trial. Um, and then they separated his own to your positions, and there was still like 50 goalies. And I was like, this is carnage. And it was. Um, now you get the bench, you put the bench down as your goal. Uh-huh. That was literally the trial in a gym hall. And I was like, this is horrendous. But uh, you could tell most of them were hopeless. Uh, got through and then eventually got in, mate. Any so other players at the trials that we'd known it? I don't think so. Nah. No, honestly, mate, it was just black, the lads. The amount of people, obviously it was Celtic Boys Club, so everybody uh-huh. wanted to be there. Um, but no, I don't think for that trials, no, there would have been anybody. And then when did you sign full-time, 16? Aye, aye, 16 when I left school. I knew kind of six months... Um, before I was going to leave school, 
the contract was there, do you know what I mean? So I was uh, signed and then just left me, left school after a fourth year and straight. And you said uh, you said a great youth team, man. Are you Lawson, Beats, Sean? Ah, but they're older than me, Lawson and Beats, sir. So did you, did you just play up? Play up? Uh, yeah, I played up. Um, I had a bit of a weird one because I went in, when I went full time, you could still play under 16s on a Sunday. Right. So I didn't really play for the youth team um, because there was some lads in the last year. So they had to, I remember Willie saying, listen, you won't play a lot in the youth team your first year because we need to see give lads a chance. To Who see was the goal there? Uh, remember big David Pinkowski? Ah, big Pinny, yeah. Uh, so he was like, he was in his last year. So Willie was like, we need to give the boys opportunity to see if they're going to get another year. Right. So he says, like, next year you play youth team, but you obviously train full time, be on the bench for the youth team, and then on the Sunday you'd always have your, you'd always get your game because you could still Go qualify back, yeah. for 16. So that was the first year, but a lot of my time, it was, which was amazing, I got to train with the first team probably twice a week, phase 16. That was brilliant that that happened, didn't it? Because you would start with the first team and then come back down and train with the youth team after that, is that right? Ah, yes, right, aye. Um, and then... Big Terry liked to Big Terry again. I love to take the all the goalies with the first team as much as possible. Uh-huh. And he would say to maybe the youth team manager, "What are you doing today? If you're not needing the goalies too much, I'll keep them the full day." So we for sixteen, I was running about first team goalies. So who were the first team goalies back then when you were sixteen? Uh, when I first went in, there was Rab Douglas Gildy, um Jonathan Gould, Dimitri Karim was there for a wee bit, but he was injured. Just what was he like, Karim? Big time. It was all right. No, no, it was all right. I, I trained him a few times. On my own, uh-huh. just used to wear the grey joggies and that other thing. So, and then Magnus eventually came in. Um, but they were great, Rab and Gould, they were amazing for me. Yeah. Michael McGovern was, oh, so he, was he, big, kept, uh, he was a year older than me, but he had to do an extra year in Ireland, I think, schooling. So we kind of we joined at the same time. Um, but but Gould and Rab were. Would they slaughter you? Uh, Rab wouldn't, definitely no. He would look after you a lot. Um, Gildy would he wouldn't slaughter you Gildy but he'd test you like if you were I always remember like coming up and obviously see goalies doing like volleys and each other at the start but Gildy would he wouldn't be taking it enough whereas Rab would maybe say he'll gauge he wouldn't go easier well I don't know you would gauge like your ability but Gildy would just be like smashing it aye smashing it aye did, uh, did Gildy know used to get abused for something in Aye, he was, aye, aye. But I, they, they, were, they were good mates, but I used to get hammered all the time, aye. Um, what would he do? Just cut his gloves in there? Aye, I've got him to go die, like deep heat in the yard, just the usual carry and deep heat in the gloves and all that. Um, but aye, Gildy was the one. It was, Gildy was a great laugh, actually. Um, and I see him quite a lot because he was goalie coach. West Brom, wasn't he? Uh, he was at West Brom, actually. Um, and then nearly signed by Gildy. And then he's at Preston now. Oh, is he right? Aye, so um, I still well. Uh, you had a big reputation, even when I was coming as a young boy, everyone always said to me, like, Marshall got the top. Did, did you feel that expectation on you when you were a kid at Celtic? No, no, not at all, really. Um, no, I didn't feel expectation whatsoever. Uh, obviously, there's some lads, like, obviously, you hear, you think, oh, because obviously, I had everybody, Aidan McGeady yeah. was one, everybody was like, oh, Aidan, probably if he was 12, everybody yeah. was talking about him. Um, but no, I didn't really feel that was me. Um, I think Terry Gennel was amazing for me. He looked after me, and I think everybody knew that Terry, Terry really liked you me. You were Terry's boy, weren't you? Aye, aye, so I, 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 I get that. So maybe people thought I, would, I had a chance, maybe because of that. Were you there when Shea Given was in there? No, 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 no. no, no. Um, see, Michael McGovern, have you ever met a goalie that loves getting balls <laughs> off his face as much? <laughs> the mate? bravest goalie in the world. It's incredible. <laughs> He'd rather save it with his face than his hands, wouldn't <laughs> he? Never caught a save in his life. It's my turn, well, Big Mick's done as well, isn't it? I know, he's done great. Um, as I say, he, him coming in, there was a stage in the youth team where 
Um, he was a year older than me, so he probably, at that age, the year's a massive difference sometimes. Yeah. And I remember, um, I was like, I don't know why I've signed here, because like, Michael's so much better there. I Did you really think that? Uh, at times, I'm just like, as I say, that year can be a massive difference. And maybe he would play youth team and I would play under-16s. And then maybe in training, I'd be like, I feel, I was like, that's so hard. But that's when you've got coaches like Terry can just understand that. You need time, do you know what it's I mean? It's a process, yeah. So when did you first start like joining in full training with the first team? So as in, uh, involved in the game, not just at the uh, start, but involved in the games and that? Um, pretty soon, mate, to be fair. I think the first probably six months, it was just goalkeeping um, with Terry and all the first team goalies. And then at the end of training, you did a shooting and that, and they would mm. say, right, Mark's going and do some shooting. Get hammered, obviously. Who, some... who would hammer it? Aye, was the main one. It would just hammer anything. Tomo. Um, what, just like butterfingers or not? Ah, I just a pop a dom wrist and just the usual carry on. But it was for me, I was like a pure massive Celtic fan, so it's like six months ago I've got their name in the back of my tap, do you know what I mean? So they're like ham on me. Uh, but it was difficult. Petrov was another one. Petrov was really, really tough on young kids. Fucking hell, boys. Oh, he was really, really tough. He was tough on everybody, really. Yeah. Uh, especially goalies. That was a hard school for goalies, that. Um, so probably about six months was just in the shooting. And then you would get then how the maybe the Sunday one when the boys, the starters when they training you get put into that and then eventually obviously Terry must have just gauged it and then chucked in. You ever met remember making like a big blunder in training? No, I know thinking back. No, I made loads. Eh? Um, I but he's I was just I, rem- it- I remember making if you make a mistake I remember making a it wasn't even a mistake to be fair but I remember playing first team um, and. The lads, you came for a cross at the weekend, never got there, maybe got a couple, never uh, never done well crossing-wise. And then we played a young v old on the Friday. And it was literally either one of the coaches must have said to the old team, or the old team must have said, just put everyone on top of them. And I just got abused, the whole young v old um, But it was like a kind of a grown-up time, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, and we won the game. I'll remember that. Um, but just like a sort of uh, big bobo and that, just smashing into you. Um, just to prove a point, like you never done well on Saturday, but so that was their way of telling you, ah, you, need, to was, get better, uh, you need to get better. Aye. There was never any chat or talk or say, listen, you need to do that, but it was just like in the games, the young people games were. You know what I've liked. I used to, I used to walk, I was boy then, and it was unbelievable to watch it. It's incredible. And then the gaffer would walk around the corner on the just in time for it, and the standard would just raise. What about the gaffer, Martin O'Neill? Would he ever? Would he ever send it to you? No, really, no, he wasn't that guy. Steve Alford was amazing for me, like, he would chat to me now and again. Um, he was really good, but uh, Robbo and the manager, uh, they kind of really dealt with the older bands. I don't think Martin O'Neill had an, a, a relationship, like, deep relationship with anybody, really, mm. but um, but his presence and what he commanded was amazing. Don't know, you used to do your nothing when, like, a 50-year-old John Robertson used to, like, slew in the stand. No, 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 Robbo used to play in the young girl. <laughs> he I was never... drumming, wasn't he? <laughs> but you the other time Will Rick Lawson tackled him, no? No, <laughs> tell us that. He just, oh, it was just a tie, it was just, because obviously Robbo was very, very good, but you kind of left him on. I uh, didn't uh, even go uh, to uh, go on, but Ulrich just, uh, I think it was clumsy and he slipped at the same time, but Robbo just smashed him. But Robbo was up raging, absolutely hammered him. Oh, amazing. See, Walford, he was funny as well, wasn't he? Walford? Aye, it was brilliant, because obviously they used to do the, the yellow jersey for the worst player, but he used to go up, obviously, but stitching, people, stitching up. people up. He's voted for you, and so it was, a, it was a good time. You think back, it was a brilliant. Uh, right, first team chances. Uh, do you find people often mistake the Barcelona game as your debut? Aye, um, I just 
and uh, I think a lot of people think the penalty save for the that was the year after the, in the Champions League game for Ronaldinho was like oh he saved a penalty and they drew 0-0 and that was it so I he, because we we sell it we used to always draw Barcelona every year it seemed like mm. um, but yeah everybody just thinks it was like that was my debut chucked in out of nowhere but obviously the sending half in the first leg but the first one was a home game against St Johnston and a way to this one the cup uh, did you know you were going to play? Uh, St Johnston I just got he broke my own uh, he broke my own for the last like 10 minutes eh? 15 minutes what? I know it was. what and the goalie wasn't injured? no he broke um, because it was the Seville year uh, and I was on the bench all the time but I never, obviously never played on nothing. And I think we were two or three nil up and he brought me on and I'm thinking, it's nothing worse. Com- coming on as a goalie is like, you can't win it. No. And I was just like, oh, just don't come near me. So we got through <laughs> that 10, 15 minutes and obviously it was amazing because I played for Selic then. Um, and then I knew I was starting a cup game uh, for Hull. Um, and we won 2-0, I think we were. 2-0. 2-0, uh, 2-0 mate. Aye. Um, so I loved that. Um, and then... See when you're a young goalie, sorry, no, just see when you are a young goalie like that and you're making your debut, are you really thinking like I hope the boy doesn't come near me? For the, when he put me on for fifteen minutes, I was like, I, I was like, Ugh, why has he done that? It was amazing for me. Obviously, after that, I was thinking, wow, it was amazing. But at that time, when you're starting the game, it's different. You're just thinking about the full game and yeah. doing well and stuff, and thinking about different things. Um, but of course, when you're young and you put in a club bat size, you're thinking you don't want to make a mistake because you remember straight away you might make a good first impression um, and kind of handle that. But I, the, the Partick Fischl game was, I wasn't that busy. It was good and the boys done well and it was just good to kind of get get through it. Get through it. Because good goalies in front of you as well. Douglas, Hedman, brought on the books mm-hmm. at that time. Did you feel like the first team was miles away? Or did you always have that wee inkling that maybe Martin O'Neill liked you? No, I never had that inkling, no. Um, I always thought Terry was... You're right again at the uh, first team. Um, but at the, at the same time, I got into the first team because Rab got sent off. So I was probably, if you look back at a young goalie, they'd probably go on loan, come back, get a bit of experience and then go. But mm. just circumstances chucked me in. So maybe I wasn't really thinking, oh, I should be playing. I was probably just rolling with it. Um, but then obviously injuries for, to Magnus and then Big Rab getting sent off chucked me in. How was Magnus? He was a character, <laughs> wasn't he? He was all right. I, I quite like Magnus there, but he was just, just dead soft eh? it would like uh, we would have a massive game and it would be like oh I'm no well and it, it just wouldn't get through stuff do you know what I mean it was amazing for me because I used to always be on the bench <laughs> and the run up to Seville I was on the bench all the time must um, make it that then. for me I swear I, I can't even back at that you know what it's like you just don't even think about it at that time yeah. I, just, I was chucked in I would have been 18 uh, the Seville year what was your favourite memory um, of being on the bench in that Seville Um I loved Liverpool Anfield away, it was amazing. You on the bench for that? Yeah, I was on the bench, yeah. Wow. It was mad, because Gouldy left in the January, and I think they must have seen Magnus in the summer, got injured and Gouldy was on the bench and stuff, and then Gouldy went to Preston in the January, and then Magnus must have been injured again, so I kept being on the bench, um, and it was like a running joke, I was on the bench and we kept like, lucky charm, right. but then for the final, Magnus was fit and on the bench, um, but... It was the right decision, though, obviously, with what he's experienced that. Uh-huh. I had never even played, so do you know what I mean? Would Sutton and Tom with that cane you for getting on the bench for every game? No, I don't, I can't really remember. I was just rolling with me. I was just like a wee fan. <laughs> I was just so what age were you that um, I'd have been 18, because the next wow. year was the Barcelona game and I was 19. But um, I had experience. I remember like the bus journey down to Blackburn and that for the, the game and the running, and then obviously being on the bench at Anfield. 
when you look back, I was like, how was what, I on the bench? What were the buses like like going to and coming back to the games? Were they big players quite funny? Ah, they were good. I remember the Blackburn game funny enough because I think it was that... Uh, you're a young lad, usually sit down the front, but for some reason that Blackburn journey down, I remember been must have been the only seat, I was up the back, um, and the boys weren't happy about the... I think Shunus had came out and hammered them in the first leg, said it was men against boys well, and that, right, so they were yeah. talking about that on the way down and just having a bit of banter. I remember that bus journey, funny enough, it just sticks in my memory. Um, but I was brilliant times. Who was the main man in that team? Like, seeing buses, isn't it? Who would be the one that would be the loudest? And... Sutty would be the loudest, aye. Uh-huh. aye. Sutty <laughs> would be the loudest. Ham- they just used to be playing cards or whatever, but, and then Robbo would join in, Tom or Sutty. Um, everybody else was alright, to be fair. Uh-huh. I think they didn't make Lambo was good with you as well, wasn't he? Lambo liked you. Lambo was brilliant. Uh-huh. I really liked Lambo. Got on well. Um, I remember the, obviously, a young lad, he sat down in front of the bus, but Lambo used to sit with the young lads, didn't he, a lot? Mm-hmm. But for probably four months, we were pulling up to Selic Park on a Saturday, and it was the four years, it was me, Lambo, and two other young lads. And as soon as the bus pulled up, I just got up and walked off. So I was first out the bus mm-hmm. sort of thing. And after about four months, Lambo's went, somebody going to tell him? And I was like, ah, what's he talking about? He says, my captain in the club, I'm supposed to go first. <laughs> four months, I was walking out the bus first. Champions League's winner was sitting beside me. I was like, sorry, I didn't even... I don't know if he was taking a mic, but I, I didn't even realise. I was just literally That's storming up. That's his sort of humour, isn't it? Aye, aye, yeah. I really like Lambert. Right, mate, we'll go to the first leg v Barca. Uh, do you know, the day before the game, you're not on the bench. I spoke to Mike McGovern last night, and he told me that a guy, Danny Milosevic, Danny Milosevic. was going to sign for Celtic. Right. Went back to Leeds and just never to get his stuff and just never came back. Do you remember that? I remember the name, aye. aye for that game, so for he was that going game, to the bench. Aye, they were maybe going to like sign him for. Ah, oh, okay, I so maybe probably thinking, oh, I've no play. Aye. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember the name. I don't really remember the story that being that round about that time, but right. I mixed probably right. Aye, so when do you, when do you know you're on the bench? Just the day before the game. Um, I was on the bench kind of all the time. Then obviously I'd been on the bench the season before. Um, aye, so. Uh, it was just kind of normal at that stage to me, do you know what I mean? Um, See, as a keeper, do you, do you think I'm never getting on? You feel more away from it than outfield lads, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because obviously, a midfielder maybe try to change a game if you're winning or something, they maybe put on an extra midfielder to, to shore it up or something. But as a goalie, you're just waiting on an injury or a red card, don't you? Remember that under-21 rule? When I, and, I was always on the bench, I knew I was never getting on, mate, so I would like hammer pre-match, like, hey, hunters of toads and sweeties and that. And it, are you the same as a sub-goalie? Like, if you don't think you're getting on, you eat like hunters of sweeties and that? Nah, not really, nah, nah, I was alright. Um, but you don't, I, I know what you mean, you just feel as if you're there, but you're no part of it, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because you've not played, you've not played like 50 games before and the gaffer, like, can I trust you or that? But mm-hmm. as a goalie, you can feel, even though you're there all the time, and I was there for, like, the Seville run and uh-huh. all the games, you don't feel a major part of it, even though you're right. So, this the, the half time muscle goes right. Are you on the pitch warming up with the rest uh, yeah, of the boys? Kicking your balls a bit, uh, and then what happens? Is somebody come running down the tunnel? T- t- Terry came running out of the tunnel, um, and I ex- didn't expect him to obviously come to me. I just or maybe the goalie coach, I'll oh, go and get a thing, me, he's injured or something. Um, and he just gave me one of them, and I was like, oh. Did the arsehole go straight away? No, I just had to run in, I didn't know what was happening. Really? Um, and then he obviously told me on the way up the tunnel, Rab's been sent off, and then I was just like, right, I need to get ready. And that was it. Um, maybe they really say that, and to be fair, I think they're probably thinking, oh no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, they're just probably just hoping. Um, you know what it's like now when a young lad comes through, you're just like patting the shoulder and then going with it. But they had, 
They had two guys in after that. I think they had two yeah, guys in after that. Was it Mota and somebody? Aye, so, so basically it was 10 against 9, so I think, and I never did a thing today, a couple of pass backs. And then she just put the, the pass back to her. No, I flicked her a guy's seed. Did you? I got I took a bad touch, so I was like, oh no, I had to flick it and it's just flicked the boys uh <laughs> no. tappy seed man, the whole stadium. I was like, and then I just got to D I think, right back. How was it how was the atmosphere brilliant? Uh ah, it's amazing, I just running out. Um obviously I'm running out, I'm thinking to myself, nobody knows who I'm up here. Uh, um and obviously I've had a season ticket my whole my whole life, so um ah, it was just so weird. See, after you've done that, can, is that everything else in football easy after you've played in a game like that? Well, that, I didn't really do it because obviously then I'm thinking straight after the game, I was like, I've just played play. that. And then I was thinking, I'm not playing the return, no chance he'll get Magnus back or something because Magnus was on loan in Italy at that time. So I was just expecting him to come back. I was like, there's no way he'll play me out there. And then just... just Did he pull it. you after it and say you're going to play the second game or not? Uh, no. Never, never, ever, ever poked me. Um, yeah, that's played. a good thing, so that you weren't worrying about it, that you were definitely going to play? Uh, I, I, maybe he looked into getting Magnus back for Italy, um, on loan, and maybe couldn't he or something. Uh, or maybe, I'd imagine they would have checked to see if they could go emergency loan or something. Um, or maybe he just thought, nah, I'm happy to roll with it, I don't know. Uh, I played the league games, because uh, Rab could have played in the league straight right. away, because he was only suspended for the European game. But looking back, he's played me in the league games, so he must have thought, oh, I'm just going to play him. See when Rab after the, after the first Barcelona game, did Rab sit and chat with you like we got it for him because I think he came on here and said he never really even done anything in the tunnel at halftime. I know I don't know. As I say, to this day, I don't know what happened at halftime. I don't think MD really. I can imagine Rab. He's not angry at it, and so I can imagine him starting it. Maybe it, just uh, just to size him in the big the big sales glove zones probably uh, uh, got him sent half. And your mate Beatty got the hook as well, didn't he? I know. I felt sorry for Beatty. Did you? Uh, <laughs> um, because I remember the. Because Martin and I used to be the team like an hour and a half before the game, it would just be like 11 surnames red, and then it was Beatty. And I was like, What? <laughs> What's he seen here? So, <laughs> um, so but Beatty was so confident, he was such a confident lad, so uh-huh. he, was, he was buzzing and he, did, and he did really well. And then I, I felt sorry for him. We'll be speaking about that quite regular actually. How uh, it's amazing how little things just change. Uh-huh. Is that a wee bit of luck, isn't it? You need? Is that man? Because Beatty's going to go and score second half, do you know uh-huh. what I mean? And then he's, he kicks on for there, but. Um, Aye, just little things like that. See, because you'd like trained with world class strikers with Larson, Sutton and that, would playing against Barcelona and maybe no no as daunting as much as it would have if you hadn't had these sort of players every day? Um Aye, possibly, yeah. Um I always felt we say like obviously me being a fan, we say like going through with that team really, we always felt we could beat anybody. So when you're chucked in there, you still had like Henrik and you had like Sutty, Tomo, you had big players that I thought we could do obviously going to the new camp it was like you knew you were going to win the severe P but um, what they had done the year before it was just there seemed to be like a, a confidence that they could get stuff done um, so I don't know if I just felt who, who was the best at finishing in that team shooting training stuff like that um, Henrik was Henrik was the best Sutty, Sutty was so underrated it was unbelievable in my opinion he was so good he was so clever I, I think um, they signed Big John as well uh, but for me, they two, Sutty and Henrik, were just a different level. Um, I had Lubo for a wee bit as well, who was... You couldn't read him because he was both-footed. Um, yeah, but Sutty for me, Sutty and Henrik were different. How was, uh, how was Larson with you as a young keeper? Um, Henrik was just... Kept his to sell, really. had his, his, his mates in the team, um, Big Johan and that. Um, I think he was close to the American Experience boys, but he'd never... 
he never hammer you for a mistake of that. You could tell he would you could maybe hear him groan or that if a young keeper made a mistake, but he would he would be respectful with it, wouldn't he? Like he wouldn't be a petrov and absolutely comfy here. Oh, yeah, Take a piss out, you know. Uh, right, you mentioned the three games in between. How much pressure did you feel like I need to perform well in these three games if I want to play at the new camp? Did you feel that? Ah, uh, that was it, really. Um, it was weird because if it was just, I had, if I'd just broke into the team, I was playing the three games, I would be like, right, I need to do well in this game just because I want to stay in the team. But because you knew there was that game coming up, everybody was like, and probably the manager of Real probably looking saying, if he is a bit of a nightmare here, I'll need to try and do something. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so I did reasonably well. I think the Dundee game um, had a bit to do and did all right. Um, and yeah, the games went all right to be fair, so that was good. Right, so trip to Barca. What did you leave a mm-hmm. couple of days before again? Um, I think they were just night before. I think they were just day before. Um, and then straight stadium, trained the night before. Um, aye, that was it, mate. Yeah, just Who in a room there? I can't remember that. Yeah. Oh, would it have been another goalie? Uh, who that? Michael was on the bench. It might have been Mick. I so it, it was me and Mick going to Barcelona. That was a shambles, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then did he, does he do shape or that? Nothing there. No, we watched. I remember watching a video. Um, I think he just it wasn't like clipped or anything. It was just like a maybe a half hour video. It would just be silence and lads would maybe just pick up their own things, um, but nothing too tactical. No. Would you sleep the night before again? Absolutely. Right before that, I was alright. I just. I just, I don't know, you're just desperate for the game to come. So obviously, maybe a sleepless night and try and get an hour in the afternoon. And then I remember absolutely bucketing Rain Manson just as we left the hotel. I was thinking, oh, come on, man, he's a chance. He's a chance. He's But then go to the stadium and then it seemed to calm down. And, yeah. and Big Kendall was starting as well. Aye, uh, Kendall started. Did that help you? Did, did you have a wee chat before the game or that? Uh, no, that I can remember. No, he was, Kendall was amazing. Brilliant, wasn't he? He was amazing. Wallace was on a couple of weeks ago saying that Kendall would have went right to the top. Aye, for me, for all the young lads that came through, Kendall was the, be- the best at them all. Um, he just seemed ready for. He was a man, wasn't he? He was a man when he was so young. Uh, he was quick. Like, and this is these games are what sixteen years ago. He was really, really good on the ball for the centre half, mm. which was unusual back then. Um, he had everything mate honestly it's such a shame my hands uh-huh. and then only find out when he comes in and reads the 11 names aye but you know obviously because Mick's not played and I had played the last few games but uh, aye, I didn't really know right up until travelling to uh, Barcelona I'm expecting Big Magnus to walk in for Italy, you know <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> <still on it? laughs> just like, oh, please please just look at Magnus at this airport um, but no it was I just he reads the 11 Um and, and that was us, and that was us camped in 18 yard box for another half. Well, not a word said to you? No, no. Um, That's crazy. I, I remember going up on the lift, uh, and I might have been just as we arrived, uh, Steve Alford was there, and he's like, You're going to have an absolute world here. Uh, That's this, this so good for you. And I'd pretty, probably just say that to build confidence, but that's only kind of chat um, with the head. I'd imagine Terry would have. Did a bit of talking. Big Rab was there. Rab was amazing because obviously he was missing out on probably the biggest, well, not the biggest game he's career. Obviously, he did Seville the year before, but one of the biggest places to play. Um, but he was so supportive and that was brilliant. Oh, but, yeah, um, just you're standing in the lineup saying, what, what are you thinking about? It's just a blur, really. You're just thinking, as I say, I was a massive Celtic fan, si, so I'm supporting these lads like mm-hmm. literally 18 months ago. Um, and then you're in the in the starting 11. Um, and you're, obviously, you 
you're just thinking about the game. You're like, I just need to get through the game. Like, let's start well, try and stay in the game because you know you're going under, under so much pee. And you're winning one now, so you've still got half a chance. Um, but yeah, we were probably we were one great in the game. They were just unbelievable. Yeah. We just won the nights that you saved them. See, when you do hey, hey, your first great save, do you think this is going to be my night? Um, you're buzzing to make your first save, aye. Um, even though when you're playing a game, you just get you just if you make an early save or you do something well early, you do feel, and then if you make three or four, you think you do feel unbeatable. Do you know what I mean? And that night, it was just. One of the nights, mate. See, when you've made the third and the fourth, do you think, <coughs> see, after the fourth night, I'm not, I'm, like, this is, I'm going to be like headlines everywhere. Does that go through your head? Nah, not in the game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was too, like, focused in the game. Um, got to half time, nil nil. Um, and then. Is everyone saying brilliant at half time, yeah? <sighs> I, I just, the usual, just try to keep confidence, keep going, keep focused. Um, the man, I remember the manager talking about concentration all the time, so obviously being young, he's probably trying to push that to me that mm. it, like little thing um, could make a mistake but and then just the clock just ticking away mate and I made a couple of saves second half and I remember I remember Stephen Pearson going in some run in the last minute and I thought that was the time and I thought that's us done we've actually beat these here it's unbelievable was that the best feeling you've had when that final whistle went? I think it was yeah because of your age aye, and, your age and you're a Celtic fan and your family's in the stand and that what, and so your mum and dad were, were over? Ah, they were there there aye uh, my brother's and that as well so aye, it, was, it was a massive thing to beat Barcelona away um, well, over two legs was just incredible and obviously with the, the Seville happening the year before then you think to yourself we can go again here do you know what I mean you get a chance to get aye. to another final and try and, try and win it what was the dressing room like after again? that was a Disappointing thing for me because I did interview straight away, so I, I wasn't straight in. I think um, I did check young interview as soon as I went up the stairs. You missed all that for fucking check young. young, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, that's a regret really that I wasn't in there straight away. Um, and then uh, well, obviously four or five minute interview and then in. So the lads had kind of calmed down a bit, but um, that was. was but did everyone know clap me in? I got clapped in as soon as I opened the door. Obviously the lads clapped you in and that and they were buzzing. Um, but I would have liked to have been in there. Like after it, uh-huh. just straight away. And sure, surely Martin O'Neill said something to you after it. I said it's all down healthy here, aye. <laughs> That's what I was his famous quote. Um, all down healthy here, Marcia. And I was like, I didn't really think about it at the time. Um, but then it's amazing then, a couple of hours you sit in a bus, you phone all your, your mates and your, your family and that, but then you go, next game is uh, Rangers game in a few days. So you're like, it's just, you just carry on with it. Did you get a two's top, did you? Oh, I never swapped that up. Oh, right. yeah, I yeah, just kept mine. Eye, Where have you got that. it? Eh? My mum was got all my stuff in, in her house, aye, so she's got oh, yeah. What um was there no your life no go mad after that? Was there no reporters outside your house or not? Ah, it was mad to be fair because when I went back um that night, my mum and I still in Barcelona, so I had obviously. Wait, no. <laughs> You're still there. Looking <laughs> <laughs> back, mum's come back. Still sitting in the new camp. Yeah. Uh, so I came back to the empty house, and then we were, I think, we were training in the afternoon. Uh, the next day so I was down at Celtic Park and it was mad fans outside and I drove home and my house had just in my mum's house she turned the corner and it was like 50 press outside the house but I've just turned the corner and seen this group I was like oh what's happened here and I got closer and I went oh shit that's for me that. so I just carried on um, and then went down to my mates at the end of the street um, and then just to let it blow over me, aye, it was just a mad few days. Uh-huh. And then I, I just say Ibrox on the Sunday. I know that was the thing. That was for me. That's the biggest game. Like, yeah, Celtic fans 
life. Do you know what I mean? So, so was that a bigger game for you than the Barcelona game? Um, probably not with the build up. Obviously, because it's Barcelona away, that's the biggest game. But um, if you'd asked me six months before that, what's the biggest game? It would have been Rangers at Ibrox for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, you think about Barcelona, how well you've done, and like you've got another games coming up, but going to Ibrox on Sunday, and it was it was. Thing. I've only been to Ibrox once on a bus as a kid. Is that your first time going to Ibrox or you've been on the bench before? But knowing um, that you were actually playing, like. I don't know if. I don't even know if I'd been on the bench at Ibrox, you know, but I'd been in the squad, aye. I've aye, been in the squad. How's that, how's that drive to Ibrox, seeing other Rangers fans and knowing that you're going to be playing? I, I, I love that, to be fair. I love, the, I love going to Ibrox. I prefer playing Rangers at Ibrox than Rangers at Parkhead. I don't know why. I just. Maybe it's because, you know, if you beat them, you're annoying so many of them. Uh-huh. Um, but. Yeah, it's, it's just such a game. It's hard to describe. Even the lads down south and that, they just don't get how, how big it is or how... See, when like you're driving Ibrox, does Lenny and that get some amount of abuse or huh? Aye, they get pelters, aye. Even the the, the, the dressing room at Ibrox, the, I don't know if it's the same, the wee windies just don't want it in the street level. Street, uh-huh. Aye, so they just get hammered and stuff like spat. Well, you can hear it. Can you spat in it? Aye, just throwing everything at the window. I don't know if that's maybe changed now, um, but aye, they used to... Obviously, get pelters if you've won, and then absolutely slaughtered if you if you've lost. Um, had an unbelievable save in the first half uh, near Stan Varga, OG. <laughs> Aye, it was one of the ones. You'd expect that for Varga, that you need to be on your toes when the boys come in. Happened a few times, uh, <laughs> but no, I it was one of the games. I just, as I say, talked about trying to get through, um, but just lucky to make a make a few saves. But it was amazing again. Would that have been the most surreal week of your life in Barcelona? Win Ibrox won again. Yeah, that seemed easy then. Do you know what I mean? It was just like within four days you beat Barca away and Rangers away. So uh, it was an international break after that. I remember getting back to Celtic Park um, after that, and Robbo pulled me and says, "Listen, just don't do any press or nothing. Just go and take a few days." And because I think uh, Big Kendall had been called up to the Scotland squad, he was flying as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, because you're a young goalie, you probably get more headlines. Um, but he was gone with Scotland. And then they were talking about me getting called up, but I don't think uh, that obviously never happened. But I think the club were happy with that, just to kind of take a few days, and because it was just gone mad, it was crazy. Tell me, you got steaming after the two games? I, I, I can't remember, mate. To be fair, it was, uh, I probably did. Say, aye. Would you go? And, would did. you still go like nineteen? Would you still go and hang about with your pals in there? Aye, the lads were all. I just obviously had that time. I can't really remember what I'd done for the four or five days, um, but it wasn't like now where you just hop on a flight or that. Do you know what I mean? I was uh-huh. still. 19, um, still on my first contract, so it was just literally, I just go and enjoy it, man. Just what about uh, what about see as a young boy? Would they take you on nights? No, that that for me anyway. That group never really had a lot. Maybe they had a secret. Never never but no, I don't think he likes uh, last night. I don't think they could have been out in Glasgow. Really, I don't. Yeah, I can't well, imagine that. I'd imagine like they probably went. Out for a bit of food or something, but um, and a few drinks. But I never really heard that um, too many people having nights. Out. I remember uh, the Seville game. But did you go to Seville with the club? Nah, I couldn't go. How was that? I had exams. Oh, I was a year younger than everyone else, so, so I was. All the lads went to. I think they went to that trash on that Tuesday, and then they were flying to the game on the Wednesday. I think. Right. See, I missed out on that because I was in the squad for right. Seville. So it was like the whole I say, like the youth team and that. I think they were leaving first thing Wednesday morning, but they had the night out on the Tuesday night, and then went to Seville, and then away to Seville and the beer for three or four days. But as I say, I was in the squad. So You'd rather do that than sit on the bench, wouldn't you? 
I wasn't on the bench even. Oh, no, you weren't. I didn't stand. I was in Seville wearing my black suit for the full game. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, obviously, he's won that Rangers game. Uh, kept your place for the rest of the season. Uh, couldn't have hoped for a better start? No, it was, as I say, I never thought about it at the start of the season. Probably thought, oh, I'm going to bench here and there. Um, probably at the end of that season, maybe going loan or something. And then, then What, you were still thinking that? No, no, after I'd played, that, right. before I'd played, but obviously Rab getting sent off just changes everything, do you know what I mean? Um, if Rab doesn't get sent off, I probably don't play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just kind of accelerated everything um, and then finished the season and then looking forward to next season. Did you ever make it awkward, do you, Rab, that you were then playing at 19? N- no, nah, I never really thought about it too much, which was probably a bit naive for me obviously no thinking about Rab too much but him as an older pro he was amazing really? always has been I still speak to him now he's, he was brilliant um, and obviously me being young I was all going to make mistakes and be in and out of the team as well so he were knew you, he was going to play Were you worried that summer that it'd maybe go back and Rab would start playing or they'd maybe go and sign another goalkeeper is that, mm. is that a tense summer waiting to see what happens? I thought I would start the next season because of what had happened that um, that season. Um, but you just can't rest it, say, like it's especially as a goalie. Uh, you just need to perform all the time. But I thought I'd get the chance to start, um, and obviously the manager gave us that. So, uh, right, was it difficult knowing that there was the expectation of the fans because you were a pure fans' favourite, weren't you, at nineteen? Aye, uh, so you're just expected to just that's your norm, aye. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, it comes with pressure, mate. It does, but. Um, probably looking back when you're just 19 when you're going to make mistakes and stuff um, if I hadn't had that Barcelona game you'd probably get a bit more leeway to make mistakes but yeah. everybody's like oh he's not playing that well anymore so maybe it was just a you remember your first big mistake? Um, no, I can, I I can remember fucking others can, can you remember that? No. <laughs> it's probably loads I'm trying to block them out um, but no I don't remember anything there's obviously a lot of mistakes along the way but looking back now at my age um you probably expect that, but at the, at the time it's tough. Is that when it is tough? See, when you start to make a, maybe no haircut as good of games and the fans are starting to get uh, on your back, is that tough to deal with at 19? You didn't really get a chance to develop, do you? Because it's like you're a first-team goalie now, whereas at 19, most goalies that are playing until they're like 23, 24, eh? I know, that's the thing. Um, that's when I probably never, no having that loan or something to go back on. If you go on loan and you see lads make mistakes and then they get better fit, they can deal with it a bit better. So I just kind of was chucked in, had probably six or seven games where I was just getting by on pure ability mm. and then um, when you make that mistake you've nothing to fall back on so I've never done this before like I've never made that mistake so but at 19 you don't think like you're just thinking I need to do the next game I need to play well next game mm-hmm. um, so I it was probably it was difficult to deal with because then he started to alternate the goalies didn't he? Mm-hmm. he? He did change goalies a lot to be fair even before I was playing he would go Magnus, Rab, um, Gildy was in for a bit so he was a manager that, that changed the goalies The goalies not hate that? I hate it, I absolutely hate it. Um, yeah. You'd rather just know where you were. Um, but some managers are like that. I've had managers who chop and change all the time, and other managers who just won't change a goalie, even if he's having, they let him get through a, a bad run. Would Jen- Terry would ever go to him and say, like, listen, you need to get a number one goalie and stick with it? I don't know. What, I, he never have, I don't know what he would have done. I would imagine so, um, because if you're a goalie and you're in, then you're, you're in, you're out. Just eventually, no matter how confident you are, it does affect you. So, um, but I suppose you could look at it and say if he's playing well enough, you'd be you'd be playing. Would you even at that age? Would you ever go and see a manager and say like, "No, I'm Hartman Hill." No, <laughs> um, no. I remember him pulling me the running, um, and I was playing really well at the time. We'd beat Rangers. Um, it was the last year. It was the year we we lost in the the Sunday, the mm. helicopter Sunday, 
Uh, we just beat Rangers 2-1 at Ibrox, I think, 2-0 maybe. I played, um, and then we played Hibs the next game, I think. Um, and then he pulled us in. But he did a lot with the young lads. He pulled me, I think Big Craig beat a few other young lads and said he was going experience for the running. Um, I remember him telling me that. Um, so he put Big Rab in um, and played all the experienced lads. Obviously lost it in the last day, but that was a disappointing one because I felt at the time I was playing pretty well. But as I say, probably a right decision to play the experienced lads in the running. And then the, obviously the helicopter Sunday. I've never seen somebody devastated in my life. That was just horrendous in that dressing room. Were you on the bench, hadn't you? Aye, I, I on the bench. I was horrendous. Was so you'd have been like two yards from when that last goal went in? Aye, it was just devastating. It was just because it was his last season. Do you know what I mean? Everybody just felt, I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't. Cause we went one all up. Um, and then just the, the thought of it after, it was like, you know, in fact, we always get another chance, but that was it. Done. It was like so final. I was like, this is horrendous. Was he standing but, up when the second goal went in? Can you remember? I can't remember. No. Just wondered what he done. Did he just go and sit? Because he, he always stood up, didn't he? Like, ah, he was always. He was like, did he go and sit down after that? Did um, he go and sit down after that second goal? I can't, can't remember. remember. We needed a win, didn't we? Because it was a draw. We'd won a lot, and then Scott McDonald scored one each, and we needed to win. Yeah. And then they've went obviously two one up, and that kind of killed it. And then I just remember the dressing room after was like a morgue. It was horrendous. Um, so in the bench did anyone go like fuck go mad or was it just complete no it was just completely like, couldn't believe it couldn't believe it I think everybody just thought we'd it wasn't like arrogance or that but I just with that team it was just like no this like that team gets stuff done so we'll, get, we'll win at Motherwell and then sitting in the dressing room we just don't have another chance in it and obviously the, the manager going to be leaving and stuff it was like a it was terrible so you just don't know who you play behind what was it like playing behind Big Bobo Um you just knew what you were getting uh, most of the time, but you just couldn't really give him the ball too much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, in between the two Barca games, we played Motherwell at home, and he passed me the ball back, and then like the strikers closed me down, so I was just expecting Bobo to... Move to uh, So I just took a touch, and not even really looking, just passed it, and I looked up, and Bobo was like running, running towards the half a line, and I was just at 19, even at 19. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's done me in there. And then I got hammered for it in the, in the dressing room after that, with the manager. Um, and I was like, then you just learn, like... So what did he say? He don't pass about a bobo? Uh, I had a go at me because the, the, the first Barcelona game, I'd remember I said that... He tried the chip. I tried the chip. And I, I needed to because I took a bad touch, so I had to do it. Yeah. But then he had a go, ah, I had a go for uh, fucking about in Barcelona and then, then that. Fucking about. Um, <laughs> And then he slaughtered me for that. Um, but even at that time, I was thinking, fucking hell, Bobo, you could have just made an angle. Yeah, you were out there, do you know what I mean? But he's, uh, uh, he was an amazing player, though. Could you shout at Bobo? Could you like, give him a bit during the no, game? No, he was so good. I had a young lads, Bobo, who was uh, amazing. He's the top uh, he was amazing. Um, he would come in if the lads were having a go at that, he'd stick up for you. Because the defence probably took a lot of stick because they were like, m- like very good. T- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Top players were forward players. And all the big characters were midfielders and forwards. Aye, oh, forwards that, the defenders were quite quiet guys, weren't quiet, they? Quiet guys, really nice guys. Thank you, Pete Vaughan. Um, <laughs> but there were... If things were going wrong, like the older lads would maybe look to the, the back lads um, because obviously Sutty scoring 20 a season, John scoring 30, Henrik scoring 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny and Lambo are brilliant, Tom was creating, so they'd kind of look to the back lads. So they'd take a lot of stick if things were going wrong. Um, but Bobo would be the one that would... When they let that Were you there when Bobo cracked? Aye, Beats was talking about that story. I went in the dressing room. It was after the Hearts at home, I think it was. Um, we'd conceded. I think we got beat two one. Maybe. You in goals that day? I was in goal that day. Aye, it was kind of because of me because I think some. It was. I think maybe John Robertson had a goal for me. I should have came for the cross, but it was never my ball to come for. Um, and at the time in the dressing room, I was like, I need to see it again, but I didn't think it was me. And then the boys were just having a wee... It wasn't too bad. It was a bit of to and fro and they were having a go. Um, the lads all, we've scored two or we've scored and we can't, we can't keep a clean sheet. We must have been going through that spell. We couldn't keep a clean sheet. But then Petrov walked in. I think he did an interview and he had just hammered. Uh, I think he maybe came for Bobo and he just flipped, man. How scary <laughs> just, was it? Uh, it was... It was always all right. It was just like the incredible Hulk. I don't think he was ever going to hurt anybody, but... Uh-huh. But they, they lockers in Park Heed, you can actually go inside him. Uh-huh. So Tom was inside his locker and Bobo was just chucking. <laughs> Did he know Chuck Jim Henry? Aye, Chuck Jim, aye, he was a, big, big, aye, he was a big boy, aye. Um, aye, but he was, that was the only time I'd seen him go. And it was, to be fair, it was warranted justified, to do that. Uh-huh. Aye, it was justified. Because then I remember speaking to Steve Walford and a couple of days later, and he was like, Marsh, it was never your cross to come for. Um, and it kind of settled for there. But aye, the, the attacking lad used to used to slaughter the, the defenders but, the uh, defenders were very would good. you never hear go back at them now um, no no really like, at that, that time I did say to Rob well, that's that's no my body come for and Rob would disagreed but no I would never I would never harm them because I was only young I had that respect yeah. you know what I mean I wouldn't say I wouldn't just take it but I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't harm them but big bulb would obviously stick up for you yeah. brilliant see just last on Edmund did he ever do cracking moves on you <laughs> yeah, no wouldn't he no he used to show me stuff but we obviously we used to train at Barrafield and then used to get train changed at Celtic Park. So all the goalies would drive Terry would drive all the goalies up, but be talking about cutting moves in the back of the motor and that. <laughs> and me and Big Rav are just shaking our head. But I was a strange character. Would Terry know put uh, Susie on loudspeaker as well sometimes? I'd never heard of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, lucky FaceTime wasn't there in the back of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, Strachan's arrival. Uh, what was your initial impressions when you heard that the wee man was getting the job? Uh, I, as I say, I'd never ever come across uh, across him, so it was just um, it was just normal. Just to take the deal with me. Uh, I was looking forward to it. Uh, I'd, I'd only known man one manager my whole career so far, so it was just going to be a, a big change. And what was Strachan? Was he one for like individual meetings? Would he come in and tell you where he's seen you, like, what he, what his his plans were you for that season, or was it just the same as Martin O'Neill kind of? Uh, no, he was much more. Um, like talkative for the players, like he would always, he would, he would chat to you, he was much more tactical in terms of him, he would be the main one, he'd take a lot of training, um, he'd take everything really. Do you like uh, his training? Um, I enjoyed that, I really did, uh-huh. um, it was just such a difference. 
for what we had we'd been used to. Um, so it was a big change. It was probably easier for me and the young lads to deal with because we were just rolling with it. It was something different. Obviously, maybe the, the older lads had... They fucking hated it, didn't they? <laughs> I want to say hated it, but uh, it was a challenge for them, I, because they'd been, they were the main men, and rightly so. Uh, whatever they'd done was right because they were winning more often than not. So. Did Strachan bring in like, double sessions in there? Um, no, no. no. Pre-season we did doubles, um, but that's probably pretty normal anyway at most clubs. But no, nah, it would just be a lot more tactical and um, yeah. technical passing and stuff. And then we'd, we'd focus on the other team probably more than, than, than we did under, under Martin O'Neill. Imagine asking Big Sutton to do a passing drum, man. It was just weird. It's hard to say that. I, <laughs> I can't I, even imagine him doing a passing drum, <laughs> can you? <laughs> he just did his stuff on a Saturday and he was just amazing at it. So, um, but I, it, was, it was just a big change for everybody, man. Did he tell you you were going to be number one? Um, they, they had to sign a goalie because it was only me and Mick obviously um, and he pulled me at the start the, the big thing that happened for me was Terry was still there um, and then Terry eventually like left why did he leave was that Stratton's choice I think it was I because he brought in Jim Blythe um, and Terry Sergeant Slaughter that's how you look like so that was a big thing for me Terry leaving I remember the gaffer pulled me in and says listen Terry's leaving I'm bringing in Jim he'll be brilliant for you um, I've spoke to Terry um, and he's obviously I've not seen too much here, but I totally trust that you're the goalie you should be the one that should be playing um, So and I did get the opportunity to start um, but I was it was gutting for me at Terry leaving because he was probably the only reason I made it to the, Would you be emotional were you emotional when Terry Aye like, we went down me and my dad went down to his, um, down to his house um, and he was it was tough for him as well because you had me, Michael, obviously, brought through, um, and he'd been at Celtic for years, and he'd started the the goalkeeping school at Barryfield on the Tuesday and Thursday night. So it was a big thing for Terry and Susie, I think. Um, but he'd been he'd been so good with me, and I was at an age where I was probably like just starting to proper regular first team, so it would have been so good for him to stay. And his coaching was brilliant, wasn't it? That oh, was amazing. Uh-huh. So good, yeah. Learned, goalie le- watches used to play. Learned so much. I, I actually I, used to enjoy watching that. Aye, it was good. I meant to be training, I was standing watching you. Yeah, the it was just so good. Uh, Brotto came in and it was it was me and him usually done it. Um, How was Brotto's te- technique? Yeah, he was technically amazing. Tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he never signed, you know, because he signed on loan for like six months, I think. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know why they never made that permanent. I, I think like he back to Spain. Baby, they did really well. And Terry was a top man, wasn't he? Oh, he was amazing. Top, about the brilliant place. with the young boys and that, eh? Amazing with young lads shooting at the end. All the experienced lads loved him and as a coach he was the best. Uh, and then Arthur Boric initially signs on loan. Uh, what were your first impressions? Of that? Was he a madman even when he first came? No, really. He was kind of quiet. He never really gave as much. I think he was like came in and he was, he was like, well, I'm in direct competition with you. It was a wee bit like that, just thing made. I remember we were sharing games in pre-season and now you're warming another goalie up before a game and I'd, I'd maybe shanked one and then he'd just, when it was my turn, he'd just shank like three or four in a row just to piss you <laughs> off and I was like... Oh, oh that's on. not what you need, mate. Uh, but he was, honestly, after like f- two or three months, he, he just realised that oh, he's, he's a good guy, like, do you know what I mean? We were sound. Uh-huh. Um, but when I initially signed, we signed... Obviously, Arthur never heard of him for Poland on loan for six months. Me and Michael were like, fucking amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, you thought he was amazing? No, we thought, that's brilliant for us. Because oh, right, uh-huh. we thought, maybe thought, oh, they'll sign a... A big name on a, a big, big contract. They were something, uh-huh. like, definitely somebody permanently. Um, and then I'd been told as we're starting, so... But then when I came in, 
And then he just blew me away. I was like, this guy's unbelievable. Was he brilliant? Unbelievable. I've never seen somebody that good for consistent for 18 months. He was incredible, mate. And what was he so good incredible. at? Incredible. He was just, he was just, ever. Great at keeping the ball in it. Aye, he was such a natural goalie. He was brave as a lion. Kicked with two feet. Um, honestly, they should, he should have kicked on, really. Aye, he should have uh, been a high. Aye. Um, I think eventually he had a, Good time in Glasgow, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember it, it was funny, man. He oh, his head, didn't he? <laughs> Aye, but um, as a goalie, man, he was. Could you get a laugh at us? Um, no, he, no, really, he was, he was kind of tight with Stan Petrov and Big Stan Varg, I think. Well, that'd have been um, a good laugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had his family over a lot, Arthur, his brother and stuff. Um, but he was, no, for me, he was different class, uh-huh. a goalkeeper. Uh, how damaging were the first two games for you? Five 0 Armenia and four 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 four. Sorry, the mother. Yeah. That that just that was it. Killed for you. Me. Aye, um, I remember the, the manager pulling me in the after the. I think we played Armenia Motherwell, and then there was a return leg, and he pulled me in the morning and he says, "Listen, you've not done anything wrong in the games, but he says we've conceded nine goals and and, and two and two, and um, and I feel as if I have to change it. And to be fair, in training, um, Arthur was doing really well as well, so. Um, it was disappointing. Now, that that was the time I knew I was, and deep down I knew I was leaving. Um, but I day two games. If you go and if you beat our media and beat Motherwell, I, you just never know what happens. Is the high uh, Barcelona for that? Is the low of that media the same? I probably. I high that is that just as low. Aye, I couldn't believe that media game. Because um, it was no pish. Uh, that was just. Uh, we were 1-0 down, we were, weren't doing well. Uh, it was 1-0 half-time, I'm sure. Um, and then just second half, absolute collapse. Big sort of get stretched off. I think he might have played centre-half that game. Right. And that killed us. Um, and then, aye, it was probably just the change of players, obviously. Mo Kamara, it. He watches this podcast. Um, but I don't know, I think it was just a transition, but uh, obviously the manager brought a new way of playing and stuff and it just the first few games was just a settling in period like. So when did you know your uh, time was up? At, at that I can remember that. Really even at that? I, I knew it like in? probably looking back now it was maybe a bit rushed decision um, but I, I felt as if I was in I was out I was in I was out and everybody I was like I just kind of keep being in and out here I was just like oh he's alright um, I didn't want to be that I didn't ever In and out for a Saturday night isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, as a young player like you don't say oh Hope I'm hope I'm in and out all the time at a first yeah. team. Do you know what I mean? You want to be playing I all was the just time. Out all the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in or you're out. Um, but yeah, it was just I knew then I was like, I really need to do something here. I, I want to go and play every Saturday. So did you go and see him? Um that season just kind of filtered through, I think. Um and he wouldn't let me leave to be fair. Um there's a few times. Um and then my agent went in, I think it was like 18 months later in the January. And he still wouldn't let me go. Um, and then he got Mark Browning for Inverness. <laughs> uh, and he let me go. Aye, so he let me go then and I went to Norwich and loan and then got injured after four games, man. So obviously. See, uh, see on Strachan, remember any wee funny things that he said or done? Because he was so sarcastic, wasn't he? Aye, he was really sarcastic. It was just his look, he got me all the time. Um, I can't I try to think on the spot, mate, any wee things. Were you there when it was him and Aidan kind of going at it? Aye, that that was funny, wasn't it? Aye, they used to. I don't know if it was a love hate. I think it was just a hate hate relationship. <laughs> but it was uh, 
Lee Midge as well when he was because he liked a technical player. Garding. Aye, Lee Midge Garding was. Um, he brought him in. Ross Wallace was in, and Aidan was in, and then I remember at Barryfield the floodlights had the the big padded uh, thing. Uh, so the gap. Well, then eleven by eleven, maybe switching round. The gaffer's talking to the back four or whatever. He's talking to a wee group of lads. Big John Hartson's booting the ball up as high as he can, and Midge's like. Uh, Midges, and he'd just run, but he'd run intensely into, into the, the padded floodlight. And I was like, oh, Midges. Why was Stratton stopping? Right beside him. Uh. So, <laughs> What's wrong with this? <laughs> Ridiculous, huh? No, the you're gaff, in the first. The gaffer was loving him. <laughs> Big John's booting it. And he's running and shouting Midges straight into the floodlight. Midges would do anything to make Big John have some laugh at it. Anything. I think John's buckled and I was like, what is going on? Because at the time I'm thinking, Midge, I loves you. Like you're flying and training and that, just keep the heat in. He's running, running into padded floodlights. But I so, shared the flat one at that time and the gaffer Stratton pulled him saying, I like you, but stop carrying on. The aye. next day, mate, he went and bought a Neil Lennon mask and he wanted to put something part of it on. Uh, so, must have been proud of the legacy you had to say. Like, do you still, people still speak to you about the games? Aye, so just the Barca game, you get straight away, aye. Um, I've been to a few games with my boy. Um, recently, um, but aye, that's it's it's good. I mean, a lot of obviously, I never played that lot. I played forty or fifty games or something. But a lot of lads will do that, and their games will not be remembered. So to remember for that Barca one's special. Right, mate, we'll go to Norwich. Uh, Peter Grant to you. Uh, why did things not work out for him with him? Um, they had just kind of come down to the Premier League, so Grant had just been appointed. Um, I went down on loan in the January. Got injured at, at Chelsea in the FA Cup and was back up and then he signed the permit that summer. Uh, and he only got to October. We're really, really struggling. I think it was one of the A1s. Lads came down, Premier League players leaving and stuff. Mm. And then um, everybody loved Grant. He was, he was actually really similar to Tommy Burns. Uh, he's so enthusiastic. Uh, he's yeah. coaching. Um, he just got lost in it. I remember like on a Tuesday night before a game, we'd been in the morning and he'd been training. You'd be like, the physios were like, Grant, it's like midday. We've got a game tonight. He would just, he would just get, he would just get so into it. Uh, he was brilliant, um, but I just never worked to it. I just probably... any good lads there, big Chris Killen. <laughs> Killen eventually came. I was, um, was he, was he wild? Because he was wild at Celtic. No, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't wild. He wasn't there for long though. Right. Um, any good lads? He was good lads, didn't there? There was a good group. Big Gary Dockett was there, but was it? Oh, big, Spurs? big no, he's a hit. Uh, oh, mate, is he not a legend actually? Ah, uh, he was good, man. He was funny, Doc. Uh, big Dion Dublin was there. Um, Lee Croft, do we know Croft? Uh, Lee Croft with the potato head, uh, oh, he's the thickest guy on the planet. Any um, stories? Croft, he was. Croft actually ended up, I don't know if you remember Croft, he ended up in Soccer M, then like a Lee Croft's corner or something, it was the stupidest <laughs> stories ever. He came in because we obviously lived in Norwich, it was like a lot of uh, farm and stuff in that. Uh-huh. He came in one day, he said he'd seen a horse and a back of Range Rover. <laughs> He was thinking about getting a bigger motor. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, Crofty, you've not seen a horse in the back of a Range Rover at Sunpo. I did. I was like, no. What, in the back seat? <laughs> no, in the boot, in a Range Rover. I said, you can't get a horse in a Range Rover. Um, but uh, he ended up in Soccer M with stupid stories. Like, I think I do remember. Uh, it was like, uh, if you're in a lift, at the top of a lift and it collapses, all you have to do is just time it at the bottom, just jump at the end and you're sweet. <laughs> just stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move oh, on. Uh, Cardiff, seven years at Cardiff. We had Joe Ledley on. We've had quite a lot of the Cardiff boys on. Great club. Aye, it's a really good club. Um, 
it's a, like one one city, one club in a city, so it's like there's a lot of expectation. It's bigger than you think as well. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously the rivalry with, with Swansea, um, but it's a great city, brilliant place. Like the club done well. It's the first season at Cardiff, uh, nearly Premier League football, but lost three two to Blackpool in the playoff final. Memories of that day. That was my worst day in football. That. Was it, it was worst day in football? Yeah. Aye, definitely. Um, Did you think you should beat Blackpool? Because they they kind of got in the playoffs late, didn't they? <clears throat> Ah, but they were flying. If you look back at their team, um, I think the boy Seamus Coleman was a right back. Uh, big Charlie was flying at the time. Um, I remember, I did remember watching. They played Forest in the semis, and we were like, "Oh, hope, what a game! That, what two legs that was!" Uh, I, I remember Black, it. Blackpool winning, and they won. Um, uh, and I was like, "You know, it's not arrogant of that, but I just we just fought because um, I think we beat Blackpool a couple of times during the season and stuff, um, and we fancied ourselves, and we took the lead twice." Um, Lost 3-2, it was devastating. Who was your manager that game? Dave Jones. Oh, Dave Jones. Ah, that was my first season there, aye. <laughs> How um, was he, Dave Jones, all right? He was good, aye. He was kind of similar to Mark Neal in terms of know a lot of tactical stuff. He had Terry Burton who did all that. Um, but we had, a good, we had a good squad. He signed good players, man. We had Chopra and Balfroyd up front. Charlie's free kick. <clears throat> I know, it was a good do, you know, do you know he was going there? Uh-huh. Aye, it's just difficult. You can't gamble too much of the goalie in case he does you because he's I mean? got that ah, do he's and he's got side. the power to go the other side and you can't recover but I was straight was did, uh, did you hear much dealings with Holloway like could you hear him or that <coughs> no no I couldn't hear too much I just remember it was like 110 degrees that was roasting day um, I remember when it went 3-2 half time the second half was so slow the boys were done I mm. thought we were going to really struggle here We were. I was a player final the week after you Oh wait, yeah. League one, uh, uh-huh. was the same, mate. It was so hot. It was game so was hot, terrible. Uh-huh. What was your score? Got beat on uh-huh. that. How bad is it? The worst. It's horrendous. It's the worst feeling ever. I ran straight off a pitch, straight up a tunnel, and got dragged for a drugs test. So did I. Unbelievable. Who's in the drugs test? Matt Jokes and Charlie Adam. Oh, I'm just yeah. sitting there. This is the worst. Did you talk to it? Uh, I know the two of them, I. Uh-huh. But um, the two of them are brilliant. To be fair, because if I was the <clears throat> shoe was another fit man, I'd have been. Modern champagne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a few players that you played with. I've been asked to ask you about Michael Chopper's ice cream tubs. I Kevin said that. Um, I chops used to. He didn't. He didn't used to um, eat really chops. Weird. Uh, you should bring. You should go to Costco and how they big uh, ice cream tubs you get in the shops. Uh-huh. Just bring one of them in the morning. Just put it in the, the fridge freezer, and that would just be him. Couple of couple of. Scoops a day. Couple of scoops of ice cream for his lunch and then straight to the bookies. <laughs> Who else? Bellamy. Uh, Christmas party. Bellamy's fancy dress parties. Um, I had a fancy dress party. So sorry. And never dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've, we've all dressed up. Uh, had a right good go as well. We obviously get invited to Bella's house. Um, and turned up and Bellas has just got a suit on brilliant <laughs> <laughs> you're not what? dressed as a joker no? I spent 300 quid in makeup. <laughs> what was he like that second time at Cardiff good guy he was very good that time yeah obviously he'd been older and he's come back to his, his proper club um, but he was he was good with the young lads he was proper focused and proper professional um, did he demand high standards aye, he, would yeah. have a, he would have a proper go at lads aye a proper go um, you know everybody Aye, everybody, if you were doing that, you would just hammer everybody. Um, Did you mind that, eh? No, I didn't mind that at all. No, You've been used to it, isn't it? Huh? Aye, you're just kind of used to it, the standard, but um, no, he, he was really good. Even managers respected him when he was spoken that and addressed him. It wasn't coming to a bad place or that. Um, and obviously, some lads are thinking, shut up, but it was Bellas, you know what I mean? Mm. He was coming back and he was desperate to get his club to, to the mm. Prem. That's the way he was there, but he was, no, he was good. Did he still have that Ferrari? Yeah. Uh, 
can't mean, but he's probably got it. Probably three or four, man. Love that. Uh, fellow Scotsman Ross McCormick, teammate by character. Ah, he was a character, Ross. Aye. Is he thick? Thick? Like, um, like stupid? Oh, he's just a bit special, Ross, isn't he? Uh-huh. Um, he was that season. Some player didn't well. there, oh, amazing. He, that first season, he was he was class, and then he left, went to Leeds. Um, but I uh, was a funny boy. It was a great dressing room, Matt, to be fair. Really was good. it? Aye, really, really good. Was McPhil there? Macca was there, aye. Oh, aye. 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 <laughs> the wife's in that looking around we'd have uh, a few drinks but that wasn't the one he's seen man he, oh he was desperate to get it he wanted the boys he called it creepy lane <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other stories for characters you played at Cardiff uh, Stephen Bywater aye uh, Stephen Bywater I got on so well we, it was me and Tom Heaton that were there the two years got injured um, so we had was to, Tom Heaton there eh? Heats was there was he good um, aye, aye really good Heats I think he, he was there at Cardiff before me on loan then I signed permanently and then he came back Um so it was main heats and then two's got injured in the run-in. So it was signed by Water and Boy Brown, it was Aberdeen. Who's that? Goalie. Um Oh Scott Brown. No, no, no. Is it Cheltenham as well now? That not him. I don't know, whoever it was in anyway. uh-huh. there. Um, Never heard of you, son. <laughs> um I were on the bus come back for one game one time and the Cardiff's like five or six years, you know, but it's like you're uh-huh. like you're doing there. Uh, and we're trying to get a speaker in the bus to get put music on. But the batteries had run out, uh, and we're like, he's by what's got the headset on, but the lads at the end couldn't get the screw and the screwdriver it. Uh, so we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. So by what's like, what is it? I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. But we're just trying to get batteries, we can't get these screwdrivers out. He's like, always carry a Swiss Army knife, mate. <laughs> 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 and, like, Have you a and he's like, what are you laughing at? You obviously needed it. He <laughs> carried this for something. Aye, all the time. All the time. But he was a great guy, yeah. Really, really good guy. Man. Brilliant, man. Is yeah. he a good keeper now? Um, I did well first, to be fair. Um, as I say, it was me and Tom, uh, the twos were injured at the time. Um, so he came in and played the playoffs. We lost to Reading in the playoff semis that year. Uh, I think it was a year Swansea beat them in the final. Somebody t- came on here and told a story about him fighting with his father-in-law. Have you heard that? I have heard really of that story, aye. <laughs> aye, still his father-in-law to submit. I've heard that. You need to get him on. You, <laughs> you still speak to us? We played um, Burton. That's the last time I spoke to him. Right. Um, but, aye, he's a great guy. I need to try and get him on. Uh, right, mate. Malky Mackay followed Dave Jones. Mm-hmm. He got to the club, to the Premier League. Was he, was he good, Malky Mackay? Aye, I loved Malky. Um, what was he good at? I think... We were more structured when he came in. I think the the previous we probably better probably better players under Dave Jones, but then when Malky came in, um we got as more structured as a team, harder working, fitter. Um but Could he go through boys, Malky McKay? Aye, he would, aye, he would go through boys, aye, you would know straight away. Um so I'd probably the standards got higher. I think our team under Dave Jones was probably better, like um but in terms of getting stuff done, Malky, Malky's team is much better. Could you see Malky Mackay being a, a manager again? Do you think he'd be good? I think so. I, I think obviously what happened to him, um, with all the stuff that happened at Cardiff, set him, set him back with being a manager at the minute, but he's obviously doing this, this stuff with SFA. Yeah. Um, but aye, it's, it's a mislike because he, he is a really good manager. Yes. And you were in the WhatsApp group with him, weren't you? 
I was not. Was <laughs> <sat anymore. laughs> uh, what did you make the Premier League uh, toughest challenge of your career? Ah, yeah. As mate, yeah, it's a different level. You were tipped to do really well because you signed the boy Guy Medell and that, didn't you, for good money? We signed Gary Medell, aye, he was really good, guys. Um, big Stephen Colker joined that summer. Um, Is Colker mad at Aye, he just loved a night out. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was nothing major, but yeah. um, him uh, and Fraser Campbell just loved a, loved a night out. Uh, but we did, we did really well, and then obviously got to January, and the stuff in Malky happened, and then it changed. It was so it was. But we weren't in the bottom three, and then obviously when when they left, um, we fell in there. Who was uh, who were the best players you played played against the Premier League? Who impressed you playing against them? Playing against um, Rooney was unbelievable. Was he? Um, Aaron Ramsey was really good at the time at Arsenal. We played mm-hmm. Aaron Ramsey. Um, Were you at Cardiff for him now? He came back on loan when he broke his leg. Right. So for pro, I think he maybe three months or something. He came back. He's brilliant. Uh, him and Bell, I, him and Bellamy at the time. Uh, so it was he was really good, man. You could just tell it was a different level. See on Bellamy, sorry, would you put him in the same class as like Sutton Larson in that? <clears throat> Aye. Uh, maybe not Larson. I think Hernick's a step back. Ah, he just. Different awesome. level, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, and as you say, a good chance of staying up until all the carry-on kicked off between the manager and Vincent Tan. What, what is Vincent Tan like? We didn't really, as players, you don't really get too much interaction with him, do you know what I mean? He was coming for before games and stuff. Um, Same what? Just good luck and stuff, just going to ruin shake your lad's hands. But um, nothing, as I say, you don't really get to see too much. You hear stories and stuff, but you don't really get... Because you know, changed the, change the badge, didn't it? He changed the colour. He changed the colour when we went up the season because they changed it from blue to red and everybody kicked off but we won the league so he was like well he, I think it, red was his lucky colour or a colour for the Malaysia or whatever um, so would he come to training in it? no no he no, wouldn't come to training ground no he'd fly in for games mostly um, and in the Premier League most of the Premier League games yeah. so then he had David Trousers up to his nipples unbelievable and then uh, Solskjaer comes in Aye, it was a big change that because we were quite defensive. We're quite a defensive team. Um, we knew what we were doing. We were never out of games. We would always have a chance of winning stuff. And then Ollie came in, and he's an attack-minded coach. So we signed um, Will Zaha and stuff. So we kind of went for like kind of mayor. Who did you sign, Will Zaha? We got Will from Manu. Um, Manu, aye. He, did? Um, he, he, he didn't really. He scored for us, but he didn't really do. He hadn't played a lot, and mm. it was just it was just a mess at the time, really, because we were a team that were quite rigid. Would be everybody know their defensive shift in it, and then obviously bringing in like Wolf and uh, we had the boy Maggie Ikram as well, um, Matt Daly. We went for really defensive to quite attacking, and we just we couldn't. Ah, didn't shoot. No mid season in the Premier League. It was yeah. never going. It was never going to work. We brought in. Um, players like that and it was the same mate. it just never, never did really you see things in Solskjaer that you think that thought he could be a top manager I, I seen attacking wise that he would he would never wanted you to take a step backwards <coughs> do you know what I mean um, he'd always want to go after the game he would never ever sit back um, it's a different level Cardiff to Man United obviously he's got that budget where he can go and get unbelievable players um, but aye as I say just I don't think it was at the time it was for the, the type of manager that he was replacing it just it just didn't fit at the mm-hmm. time. Are you surprised to see him at Man United now? <clears throat> um I if you'd have said to me before I'd have said he doesn't get the man new job, but I think obviously when he when it ended temporary and did so well and got it. <clears throat> um and he's to be fair, I think his signings have been really good the last 
mm. but he's made with Big Harry, um, obviously Juan Bissaka, um, and James have all done well. You know, the boy <coughs> Fernandez is doing well, so I, I, th- I think he'll do well. Would he sit and tell you stories in that, Sosha? Man United, the Man United day? Um, no, I wouldn't. If you'd, if you'd ask her that, um, but he wouldn't be, he's no arrogant at all at that, no. Nah. No, no, no. Um, I remember watching videos um, and about who were playing on Saturday, and they'd be like, like this striker, you can get really close to him and take the ball off him because he says, look at this, he says, I mean, all, I, all he has to do there is a double step over and smash it low. <laughs> <laughs> and the assistant manager paused it and went, Ollie, <laughs> And it was just because he was that good. You could see him in training. He just used to get a ball and just whip it bottom corner all the time. But would he join in? No, join in. But if any a, a ball had rolled to him, he just naturally couldn't resist like finishing uh-huh. it. So and it would just, you be in goal? Would he ever like take you? Ah, he would just. He would just if something rolled to him, he just like aye. And his finishing was frightening. No, no point in diving. Right? I mean, so nothing with Tan and Solskjaer. Do you not see anything now going on? No, I'd never. As I say, the the, the I'd, well, all that stuff went on with the owner. Um, I don't know if he maybe stayed away, but but there was nothing story wise that. See, so like going up that, would you not get a drink with the owner or that now? Uh, no, we never. We had that unbelievable parade, to be fair. Um, but I don't even think. I don't think he was there, you know. I don't nah. think the owner was there for the parade and stuff, no. How good is that, um, the parade when you're in the league? That's no, amazing, man. Open that, top bus, not here. Open top bus, and that city as well, it's like you're in the castle, Cardiff Castle, um, all day, yeah, parade down to the bay and stuff, it was brilliant. Kevin McNaughton steaming in here? Ah, Kevin steaming in here. Kevin my shoulders and that, I've got 40s, it was. Aye, it was a great day, man. Was Stephen Thompson there now? No, Tomo just left. Yeah. I think I signed the season Tomo just just, just, just has left, aye. Brilliant. Uh, and then, Hulk, so why did you leave Cardiff then? Um, it was a bit of a mess, really, mate. When we got relegated for the Prem, uh, I stayed uh, another year, um, and then West Brom had come in. So I thought I was going to West Brom the year after, um, and then the owner phoned me, and said, oh, I need you to stay for another year. I literally thought I was going to West Brom the next day. Um, and I was like, right, he said, I really think we've got a chance of going up and we won't, we're going to push, like, push again to go up. So I stayed another year. And then it just got to the stage, mate, where we were signing so many players, we were chopping and changing managers again. And it was just, it was just got a bit messy. Um, probably regret leaving, mate, to be honest. Is it? Um, because obviously the last the, the whole thing never worked out as well um, as I thought it, it could have. But um, yeah, it was probably just probably at the right time where everything was shopping and changing. So we tan phoned your mobile? Aye, he phoned me, aye. Mm-hmm. Um, he phoned me uh, just to say that he wanted to have a go. And to be fair, we had a squad, but we signed so many players for the Prem and then we signed so many players in the Champ again and it was just, um, honestly, we must have had about 40 first teamers in the book at the time and it was just... It was just such a mess. Uh, right, Hull. Uh, didn't they show much more stability there? Steve Bruce had just been sat. Aye. We Mike Phelan. Was it him who brought you in? Aye, I think it was a goalie coach, really. Um, who was then, that? Uh, Gary Walsh. Right. Oh, uh, right. Uh, I played Walsh. the man United, didn't it? Aye. Yeah. Aye. So Walsh, he was at, um, he's at West Brom now. Um, but I'd, they'd, kind of, they'd been chat through the summer and stuff and when Steve Bruce was still the manager. Um, and then, obviously, Steve Bruce had left and Walsh had phoned us. He's like, no, still, can I want to do it? Um, and then when and then it was Mike Feeling. Steve Bruce was the only person who left. Um, so his assistant had stayed. Mike Feeling had stayed. Everybody had stayed. So it was the same setup really. So right. it was only the manager leaving. But then six weeks later, Walsh went to Villa with Bruce. Um, he's done you and Walsh, hasn't he? Oh, he's done me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the assistant and that went. So it was kind of. But Mick stayed. Mick was, was really Mick? good. Was really he? good coach. I. Um, but I think it's just. 
you know what it's like when an assistant takes a manager's role never the same, they, they play. It's not, for me it's never the same no, no. did he tell you any yeah. Fergie stories in it there? no no he was he was good Mick to be fair he was really really good but again as I say I just don't get don't get worked to it uh, loads of trouble but you started you were flying at the start weren't you when McFeelin first took over I think the lads I signed this not I signed deadline day. So when you signed, aye, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so we're flying in August, and I signed deadline day, <laughs> and then that's when it went. Um, but because they never signed any players, it was such a small squad, and then they signed like five or six on, on deadline day, and I was one of them, and then just didn't help me. <laughs> it did seem like a pure tight squad. So who was who aye. was good lad? Snoddy, obviously. Snoddy was there, but it, it changed so quickly. Like our team, you wouldn't believe our team, and then like a year later, who'd left? So you'd like Snoddy, obviously Andy Robertson. Um, El Mohammedi, Jake Livermore, Tom Huddleston, wow. Sam Clucas, Big Harry Maguire. Um, I, and like, so Snoddy left four months later by Livermore in the January, and then like literally everybody I've named there left that summer. You're still there? So next, after nine months of being there, I was just like, this is not even the same oh, team you signed for. So because they get relegated and you just lose lads, but it was literally lost everybody. How uh, could you tell Maguire and Robertson would go to the top, to be honest? Um, obviously you don't know how far they're going to go um, but Harry was unbelievable was he? Ah, he was incredible, man. incredible. I remember me showing obviously Maloney was there as well when I signed uh, and he was like a centre half unbelievable he, he couldn't get a game he couldn't one, get a game? no it was one of the ones like I remember we played Bournemouth and we lost five <clears throat> and Harry played it's one of the ones he didn't really do anything wrong in the game, yeah. but because we like he took him out the next you need game. He take some due to him. Aye, so it was, he ended up being that player. Um, and then Marco Silva came in the January and he was just must have walked in and thought, he's the best player. So him. Sean just came to you like after training sessions and that and said, by the way, they set a half. I just I speak to Sean quite a lot, but he would say, like, Harry is like, unbelievable, he's got to play and stuff. And yeah, I trained with him and I was he was incredible. What, what is he good yeah. at like taking the ball out and playing? Aye, taking the ball out, he was like the best dribbler and at the club and he was like your centre half he was so strong such a threat like set plays in that um, he's got everything mate he's faster than you think as well yeah um, and then Rob good lad aye yeah yeah very down to earth lad yeah uh-huh. yeah Sheffield boy so he's no he's good lad and Robbo was Robbo's mentally really strong I think I always felt Robbo was like no matter what because we obviously be in a bad spell at Hull but he was always always like confident always positive, steady, uh-huh. so positive like always back to himself so um, and then he went unbelievable what he's done unbelievable yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that he's done it man it's, it's amazing with the Scottish boys hanging about together um, you were a bit older than them weren't you I, I, I was a wee bit further out so there were some lads in Hull um, we Hull was a bit scattered some lads in Manchester some lads in Leeds and I, I was up uh, Wellaby way so right. I was a bit further away so not too much um, and as I say within nine months oh, yeah. everybody had left aye so it was, that was so did you get a chance to see a snowy no really man no um, as I say he was gone in four months he went to West Ham um, been in the Scotland squad with Snods but it's just a wee thing sorry it's just a he's lie, wee one liners and that uh, it's wee one liners and that so have you not been in a room when he's done somebody with their pranks now um, nah I don't think so I've heard him on the phone a few times in the Scotland squads just like phoning um, who did they phone was it Frank Mike, I think did <laughs> Frank Please tell me, Dan Frank. He does everybody, but he just gets so bored. I think he just does stuff. He done me in a summer on holiday. We were out. Um, with the, we met him on holiday, so we went out with the wives and uh, the kids and that for a, for dinner. 
Uh, but, but Billy Painter. Uh, what a guy, big we, well. we went. We met him in the, the water park with the kids. We met Billy Painter, Snoddy, and myself. And there was another lad, Bradley Johnson. How played so, the lead in that? Uh, so we were, um, I, I, Snoddy must have known for then. Uh, we were at dinner with the, the wives and the kids, and there was an arcade above the, the place where we were eating, so the kids were all running about. So go up and check your, the wains are all right all the time. Snoddy's come up. He's like, oh, Bradley, get out, aye. And I was like, and Marsh, you get out? I was like, I'm looking at man, this is a go mad, like, I'm holiday with the winds. He's like, mate, she's like, to me that. Make sure you get David out of uh, he's The ken- kids have been a nightmare, he's not even had a beer the whole holiday. I was like, oh, mate, happy days. So I've stayed up with the arcade with the winds for the next so half hour and all that, you know, whatever. I brought them down and I said, right, I'm going to head shell. And she went, where you going? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, Snoddy's just staring at me? So I can't back down, so I had to get. Two days of the holiday, really. Do you not speak to you? No, speak to you for two days. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's tremendous. Uh, feeling was sat in January. Marcus Silva, as you say, came in. Mm-hmm. Got a big move to Everton. Aye. Is he top? Or? I thought like, when he came out, it was really good for us, mate. It was really, really good. Um, we were conceding a lot of goals. Um, it just looked as if we were a matter of time, but he changed his run straight away. Obviously, How do you do that? Just get them more organised? Is that what he does? He was demanding, mate. Really, really demanding. Yeah. Um, he was... He was a def- quite defensive as a coach. Um, you love defensive coaches, mate, didn't you? Ones that keep clean sheets. Ah, uh, uh, it was just really, it was just what we needed, really. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, one of the main things is he put Harry straight in. He was like kind of his main guy. Um, and made a few good signings. We signed Markovic for Liverpool, did well. Big Nyasi came in for Everton. Everton and he, he did well for us. Um, we should have stayed up really because we got out the bottom three Yeah. Um, and I thought once we are at the bottom three we were just there's no chance um, and then we lost a couple of crazy games at home um, which I never expected us to lose and, and we went down but no I was I, I really enjoyed working with him even though he, he didn't play me I, that's probably one of the regrets I never really got to play under him as much Who played? Uh, Eldon Yakupovic played um, oh, Mar- when Marco came in <laughs> Um, the first two games was a League Cup game and an FA Cup game so I'd played the League and Eldon had played the Cups so he played the first two and he, done well. and he had a worldie um, and he pulled me and says listen he's played really well I'm going to play him in the League so he played me in the, the return leg against Man U the League Cup we just lost it 2-1 in aggregate um, but apart from that I never really got a chance and to the play. wee baked potato Slutsky I, I got injured that to be fair so I missed it is he not a bit mad as well I was Scatty, aye. <laughs> what sort of stuff? He just struggled, like, to get his, his, point, across. his point across, aye. Um, but it was, uh, aye, it was funny in meetings. It was, he was opposite. He was quite attacking, so we were flying, going forward, um, but conceding loads. So, aye, again, it was just a massive change for Marco Silva. You were going to tell us something about a meeting there, weren't you, and then? <laughs> it was just Griggsy in the meeting, man, because Griggsy was there. <laughs> And uh, he used to have really technical meetings, so it would be like the we'd be watching a big screen and the gaffer's on the laptop and he's like, you have to be there. And he's like, where do you think you sh- this player should be at this point? And Griggs would be like, I remember Griggs going, but to the left, he'd move it a wee bit. <laughs> and then uh, this guy struggled with language, obviously Russian, broken English and Russian. And he managed to like there. And Griggs went, <laughs> Just a ball hair mare. <laughs> <laughs> and even the English boys are like, a ball hair? <laughs> I was 
<laughs> is McGregor funny or who? Ah, he's brilliant, aye. great guy. He's a, he's a good goalie as well, isn't he? Oh, amazing, aye. So aye, was he used to there together, eh? I signed when he was injured. Um, he was struggling with his back when I signed, so it was just me and the boy Yakupovic was fit. Right. He was trying to get fit. Um, he eventually went on loan at Cardiff when he got fit in January and came back. Um, and then it was just me and Griegsy when Slutsky came. Right. So, <laughs> and I just a boy. And then I, I rolled Manco in pre-season. So Griggs stayed at Hull instead of leaving. And then he ended up playing that season. Um, is he as angry as he looks? No, after pitch. No, no. no I just, he loses ah, it, yeah, he? yeah, he's, he's, he's just desperate to win. Uh-huh. Um, but he's, nah, he's not angry. Is he a funny guy, huh? Ah, he's sound. Uh-huh. Really, he's actually really calm. And is funny, he? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so why did you leave Hull 2019? Just contract was up. I think they were getting to that stage um, where we were letting just people go for the kind of the Prem years um, and my family had moved moved back up here as well so I just just fit in just to go away and, and join Wigan and now Wigan are enjoying it I, well, the last few weeks obviously got out of the bottom three so um, we went for so a spell that's safe isn't it delighted well, that should be us done mate <laughs> <laughs> that's me retired <laughs> um, so aye, it was a mad we went 13 games or 15 games without a win which in some of the games we we never picked up points you're just looking how have we, how have we lost that um, but to get the bottom three recently, I were on a good run of form. How was Big Charlie when he came on loan? He was good. He just struggled a wee bit with injuries towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, he did really well for us. Um, we started playing a lot more when he was when he was at the back. So he's went back to Blackburn now. So I think he's got another year. And I need a, a Josh Windass story off you. A Josh Windass story. The text he sends you. The text he says text me about Mbappe's runs last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Um, I text him all the time about football. He's brilliant, isn't he? I love him. Man. Oh, he's, he's, he's infectious, isn't he? He's infectious. Eyes, he? obsessed with football. Oh, I love obsessed. Um, he'll be going off. He's not now because the football stopped. He just don't know what he's so. you, you watching the Hamilton St. Mungie game? Like that, Why are you watching Hamilton? Ah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the thing about Josh, he, he goes. Uh, he's got two dogs. I saw how many two dogs. He goes rollerblading me to, to walk his dogs. <laughs> And this is not like telling you any secrets, you quite happily say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy, I love him. Uh, right, lastly, mate, plans after football, next Terry Genoa or management, maybe? I would love to stay in the game, mate, aye. Um, I think, I'll get into coaching, as I say, you're a million miles away from the play, it's a totally different thing, isn't it? Um, obviously, you're doing bits and bobs, but I would love to go into it. I don't know if goalie coaching suit, like, I feel that at the minute, so, but I'd love to do some sort of coaching and, and stay in it. Big man, what a pleasure. Top man, Sam. Cheers, mate. Thank you.